All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck sticks? What the fucking ears? What the fuckaholics? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckleberry thins? Few things right out of the gate. What I want to tell you, if you live in the L.A. area or you want to make a trip, I will be at the Ice House this Sunday. That's the 13th at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the lovely Dean Del Rey. The uh, authentically rock and roll Dean Del Rey and myself will be at the Ice House. October 13th, that's in Pasadena, California. Down the street from me, if you'd like to come do that, we'd love to have you. That show has sold out before. It's not sold out now, I don't think, but uh, if you want to come, come. I know that Walking Dead premieres that night. I get it. I understand. But you can record it. It'll be fun, man. I'm very thrilled that people are digging the uh, special Thinky Pain. That's my special that's up there uh, at Netflix. Thinky Pain. I recorded it at uh, in New York City. Uh, you know, by the time I put it up there, I'd had enough of it. But it's a long-form deal. Hour and a half. Woven together. A, ye- a lifetime's worth of stand-up skills applied. Uh, thank you for all the lovely feedback. The one thing I noticed about... Um, doing something like I did it, which is by putting it up on Netflix or making it available to those who have to make an effort to get it that uh, not seeing a lot of haters. I think the haters just sit on their couch waiting to hate, waiting till something dumps into their living room, into their face, into their ears, into their brains that they may have not been expecting and they don't really have the energy to perhaps turn the channel or turn it off. And they just sit there and go, what the fuck is this doing in my house? Why is this coming out of my television? Why can't I just turn it off and not just sit and hate on it? Because I want to hate. And then I want to tweet it. And then I want to put it on Facebook. And then I want to write something about it. And then I'm going to put that up. Because I am a hateful content maker. Some of you snarkers fall under that umbrella, my friends. Hateful content makers. Occasional snarkers douchebags all did i mention josh homie josh homie from queens of the stone age eagles of death metal caius i fucking loved caius i'm gonna talk to him in a few minutes and it was awesome so that's coming up deaf black cat dropped by the other day to give me some hope his eyes looking good it's not looking all fucked up looks like it healed up pretty good his face is uh, the right proportions his head is the right size and uh you know his tongue was hanging out it was cute and he was afraid of me but man just seeing that guy just seeing deaf black cat dbc makes me happy makes gives me hope gives me hope in these dark times creativity must be the life preserver for darkness. Sometimes your creativity, your expression of yourself, what you put out into the world or what you put out from your hands or your throat, that it's just something that you give form to will save you. Sometimes some things that you write down are literally things that are keeping you from drowning. These words are keeping you from drowning. These words are keeping you from falling off of that mountain, from letting go of that edge. 
This song, these words, this movement, this piece of art, this painting, saving my fucking life. Do you know that feeling? Coming through darkness, folks. It's something I talked to Josh about. You know, I uh, I remember getting Jesus, man. I you know, in preparation to talk to Josh Homme, yeah, I went back. I went back. I went back to a studio apartment on Avenue B between First and Second in Alphabet City. Probably 1991 or 92. I don't know. I'd have to check those dates. What would it have been? Nah, it's probably 89, probably 89 or 90 up there with a stereo on the floor, just a table, one chair that I got cheap, a red table, shitty chair, small bookshelf, a bed, a futon frame that I, for some reason, put a lot of money into. That was the only thing I paid for was this almost obnoxious, almost gaudy sort of uh, wood, you know, like almost handmade looking wood futon frame kind of hippie-ish futons in general. Man, I'm glad that's over. You remember futons? Are they still around? Futons were the shit. I remember there was a point there where they tried to tell us they were better than beds. And we fucking believe that? Are you fucking kidding me? There would be all these different angles on futons. This one's got two pieces of foam in it surrounded by cotton. It's like, it's just a, it's just a bag stuffed with fluffy with different densities that you put on the floor. You know, once you start elevating those futons off the floor and buying that bullshit, then there's this whole racket of like, you know, well, you got to sweep on it for a while so it conforms to you or the sort of pats down and becomes a little denser. It's a mat. It's a glorified mat. It's a bag of cotton. Man, I'm glad those days are behind me. I apologize for those of you who are still believe in the futon experience. They used to get so nasty, man. They just became sponges for goo. Sponges for discharge. Sponges for sweat. There's no way to... There was no way to... It just. It was just gross, man. Things would live in there. I'm not sure. There was probably new microbes and bacteria created within futons. Some sort of weird, strange, you know, cotton tide pool business that mixes with your sweat and maybe some blood and some pee and some cum. You know, that kind of soaks into the cotton and takes form man takes form they become it becomes an egg sack of these little cotton mutants that's what a futon is darkness man caius that's what i was getting at caius some dude had sent me the caius cd when i was living there on avenue b in alphabet city constant racket constant japanese you know motorcycle scooters constant heroin traffic going on just below my window garbage cans banging nothing worse than living on a drug corner man the conversations just sort of like over nothing hey man i told you that was my shirt why do you got my shirt shut up man it's my shirt fuck you i'm taking it fuck you give me my shirt ow ow 3:30 a.m drug corners so there i was alone listening to caius the reason i remember it is one time there's something about being alone i don't do well alone really but i was alone man down there on the lower east side being sober for the first time crawling out of my skin with my stereo on the floor i remember going down to chinatown and buying a fish 
I bought a fish, a whole fish, unscaled, red snapper fish. I bought a wok and I had like two plates and no condiments. And I think I do things sometimes to just amplify my sadness and loneliness and darkness because I went back to that apartment by myself with my fish and my new wok and the idea that I would cook it, that I would steam that fish in the wok and serve it up with a little soy sauce and some sliced ginger like you get in a store, like you get in the uh, Chinese restaurants, the steamed whole fish. That was my project. So I sat there at my red table with a half-cooked, half-steamed, sad fish that I didn't scale properly, and I listened to Caius. And I remember that groove, man. It's like it came down, it came out of those speakers. It came from someplace different. It came from someplace spacious. And now I know that it came from the desert. It came from the fucking desert, man. Josh Homme comes from the fucking desert. Like Clockwork is the name of the new Queens of the Stone Age album. Let's talk to Josh Homme of uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Caius, Eagles of Death Metal, and many other projects. Fucking dude is solid. Great talk. Strap in. The panic of not having the thing that you need Especially that. Oh, yeah, fuck, man. The, it's sometimes with these nicotine lozenges, it's like when I did blow, you know, the sort of panic for the bindle. You're yeah. Like, oh, we're, okay, I got it. Even you don't even need it. Yeah. You just need to know you have it. Yeah, just that touchstone. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's close. Okay, yeah, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> All right, so today, I'll tell you what I did today. Like, I don't know what you put in your head today, but you walked into my house and I got, I listened to the first two, two and a half ZZ Top albums. I listened to one side of, uh, of uh, Fire Hoses. Raging full on, uh-huh. and I listen to some of your songs. Yeah, yeah my from friend. your new record. Okay, yeah. Now there seems to be. Am I mistaken in that there is some, uh, perhaps some ZZ Top? I know there's some ZZ Top in your drive shaft, in your engine yeah. fire hose. You know, my first uh, gig out of town was opening for Fire Hose. Really, at the Green Door in Montclair. Get out. Yeah, and uh, I'll never forget watching Mike Watt. He broke a string. Yeah, and changed it so fast. I thought. <laughs> I could aspire to like change strings on stage in less than 10 seconds. That's you know what, what moved I mean? you the most about your fire hose experience. Well, you know, I was always an SST guy. Yeah. Black flag. And right. They were one of the only bands that ever played the desert. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know? And so that, that attitude of not just DIY, but no, you can actually do it yourself and you should. And that's why we're here really permeated my hometown you know yeah well i i don't know a lot about that palm desert scene but i know that i have a a, a fascination and a need to uh to go to the desert i i feel it's, that it's a great place to sort of your cell phone doesn't work and you <laughs> you're and, stranded and and when you look at someone that has a mullet of epic proportions and you know <laughs> missing teeth like you know the tweaker teeth like yeah uh, and you you sort of you're talking about you now feel, you, like you yeah. go there now <laughs> yeah no this, now this is not a dated thing <laughs> no this is now <laughs> but it, it's sort of you feel you feel good yeah you know? well there's a there's sort of an, a, like a weird kind of healthy emaciation that goes on out there yeah people's skin gets all leathery yeah their eyes team they their eyes fade a little bit they they almost become reptilian yeah they sink back a little right, bit. right right yeah. and when you go out to the desert you're like that guy's got to know something well the de- it, and it's true too because the desert's about 
economy, like uh-huh. have the wisdom of economy, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. uh, it's too hot to do certain things. So you need to be ready. You need to know. You just have to sit still yeah, until what, the need to pounce happens. What bugs hurt, you know? <laughs> that one coming towards me is bad. Well, there's one called a salpugid. Uh, really? And what it, does that look like? It looks like a giant white ant. Oh, And it my gets God. about palm size. Yeah, yeah. It won't hurt you, but it's so aggressive that, you know, if... And they come out as soon as as soon as you see lizards, everything else is coming out, right? So lizards are great. I think that's in the Bible. It it is actually. (laughs) Moses came down with a bunch of lizards. As soon as the lizards come, they're all coming. But this salpiget is so aggressive that if you flick it off or uh, away, you know, it'll turn and come back at you. But to bite you, but it's not toxic. It's not toxic. But psychologically, it's very tough. Well, yeah, just hearing about it is. Yeah. You, how about those? I grew up in New Mexico in Albuquerque, so there was some, you know, high desert shit or not high desert. Well, you but got we, vinegaroons and stuff. The, right, the vinegaroons and the wind scorpions. I know those are I, those are it, those are the ugliest fucking things. I can't you find them in pool filters. But wind scorpion sounds like something beautiful. It sounds like a fragrance. No, like no, it's wind scorpion. It's like it's yeah. It's like a half tarantula, half scorpion. It's like a scorpion with a with a, a, a spider's head and no tail. I, it's uh, uh, who horrible. That's when you say like, who fucking made this? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's got there's somebody was trying to balance things out. I know that. Here's yeah. some pretty stuff, but what the fuck? Look at that thing. <laughs> but well, anything that small that sees you, a giant you, yeah. and goes fuck this guy. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. When you grew up, though, in uh, you you spent your whole life there early yeah. on. Yeah. So you grew up with in Palm Desert, which is like near Desert Hot Springs, near uh-huh. Joshua Tree, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, so, they're they're all to me. They're all the same. They're separated by stoplight. It's, <laughs> right. You know, right. you don't feel any like right. socioeconomical, like oh, we're now we're here. Now now. We're, but you got to feel that in Palm Springs on some level. Well, you do. I mean, on the, a resort level, I guess. Well, the greatest thing that really happened in the last thirty years to Palm Springs is that the kind of the gays have taken over. Yeah. And yeah. as they do, the yards get great. Everything gets nice. The film festival happens. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone's like in good shape. <laughs> yeah, got to so look kinda, good. It gets beautiful. Oh, that's nice. You know. Yeah. And then just a few miles away, guys with missing teeth. Well, well it's someone's got to hold up the edge. <laughs> be on the margin. There has to be a margin to the desert. What there's a there's an area of of by Desert Hot Springs called Sky Valley, uh-huh. which sounds so beautiful. Right. And it's where lots of the labs used to be. Back know. in what, the 70s or the 80s? In the 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd be watching the news as a kid and be like, there's a house fire in Sky Valley. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's not really a house fire. It's more like a science. <laughs> Bill Nye, the, the meth guy. <laughs> there's a guy in there with beakers making things. <clears throat> and we played out there a lot. And I'll never forget the first time we played. And the I music went in, or as a child? Uh, yeah, as a <laughs> played music. <laughs> okay, Caius, my first band. But you, know, you play parties, and I'll never forget the first time I walked into the garage with, and this stinging air attacked my eyes and nostrils, and it was a, a, a you know a little a home yeah. garage lab with a party at the party. Yeah, so the police come to break up a party and don't notice that in the garage. You know, they're cooking. Meth. They're cooking meth. Were these like biker dudes, or like who was doing that back then? I mean, just, like someone just... with an ear to ear grin that could not be wiped away. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got more and more evil as time went on. Yeah, when you see someone buying all the cough medicine, which was <laughs> yeah. legal back then, the Sudafed, the cold yeah. medicine. I'll never, as a kid, seeing that, and, yeah. and, and the and the the pharmacist guy go, "Man, you you must be sick." <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I could be sick am. for a while. Yeah, I kind of am sick. <laughs> <laughs> it might go on for a bit. Bingo. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't. So how did the, when, when you guys played, I mean, I, I did a little reading about the whole generator party thing. Yeah. I mean, I have to affect. What effect do you see in, in in your music or in your being? Did that have like waking up to that landscape every day? I mean, I I grew up in the Southwest, but I know there were just some. You're just fucking kids, and you're running around in cars and you know well, blasting music. But out. you know, too, there's not a lot to do in that desert environment, right. and so you you really have to make your own fun, and and um, you know, that fun is very simple. It's like skateboards or like two sticks and a rock. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, it, it really. And it's not even a lot to break. Well, there's a bleakness too. Yeah, yeah there's nothing to break. You, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yourself yeah, slowly, slowly, just break. Take your time and break yourself down. Yeah, and <clears throat> and there's a bleakness there too that right. you understand that, that never ending <clears throat> that horizon line. It's forever. Yeah, you know, and no, you see that no trees and yeah. and so you know, and, but I think it sort of builds up this. There's a pride. There's an awkward pride there. Uh huh. Of like this is ours, this is our little rock, you know. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that bleakness makes you sort of enjoy the little things that are there. Because you yeah. say this is it. You yeah, know? this is it. And so, but the music becomes. I would think that when you started doing those parties or playing out in that landscape, the music becomes monumental very quickly. It it does well. It does and. And because you're no up against in- it, you're up against that landscape. <clears throat> and, well, that that backdrop is nuts. Yeah, is is beautiful. Right. You know. Yeah. But also, the influence of an like a an LA doesn't exist because it just isn't there. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you really do. You get into some weird tangents just because there's no one to stop you or no right no culture right to stop you infinity you know? yeah. yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah. So yeah. when you were like when you were driving around, you know, skateboarding or whatever the fuck you did as a as a kid, I mean, I know we were talking about ZZ Top briefly, but what was it that, you know, kind of plowed into your brain initially? You know, aside from I don't know when you started playing guitar, but what made you do it? Well, <clears throat> I wanted to play drums and and you know, as I understand it, no parent would ever buy their kids drums that that you know. Even out in the garage, you can't go out in the garage and Not really, no. Okay. It was yeah. like it was like why don't I'll buy you a guitar, and if you're good in five years, maybe you could get a drum set. I was yeah. nine, <laughs> yeah. And you know, you get a fifty dollar acoustic guitar. Like that was it like a K or a Harmony? <clears throat> or yeah, it was. It was a uh, a Seville. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, and you know, which is even more nameless than a classical. Yeah, uh, no, it was a it was, string. It was honestly, it was too big for a nine year old. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was a, a big kid, it's mm-hmm. just it was way too big. So yeah. it was. It was like a cumbersome piece of wood. To, yeah, yeah. But but then I uh, I learned, you know, that you could just make your own stuff right away. And that became kind of everything. Yeah. You know. And what about the bands? I mean, what was it? What was it? What was going on? When did you become, when did you realize you wanted to rock, if, uh, for lack of a better way to put it? There, there was a guy named Mario Lolly that we call Boomer. Yeah. And he was the guy that, there was one generator and yeah. he owned it. Mm-hmm. And he was, re- he is this really... Uh, benevolent mm-hmm. like you know music can get bitter sometimes where everyone's got yeah. better than you and that sure. sucks and sure. and yeah. and he was really <laughs> everything gets like that yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he he really fostered this like chase your own 
your own, you know, make your own theme music. Sort was of. He a, was he a musician or he just? Yeah, he's he was in a he is in a band now called Fatso Jetson. Oh yeah, he, and, yeah right. And, Someone and, asked me to tell you, ask you about that. Yeah, and well, he was such an inspiration to me. He played differently than everyone. He uh-huh. sounded different, and my whole goal in and all this is to be unheckleable. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you mean someone who no one could say like you're doing so and so or I've heard that before. Well, and or, or that even if someone like he's unheckable, this guy Boomer, and he was a big guy. Uh, he's you know since gotten skinny, but he was about four hundred you know pounds, big guy, uh-huh. and he would close his eyes and play and. You could not like it, but you could never look at him and say, well, that's fake. Yeah, right. It's not real. Yeah, authentic. Would, yeah, and yeah. It, it's more like, if you don't like it, it's like, honey, grab your bag and let's go. Yeah, right, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's n- the most you right. could you do. You can't package him, can't put him in a box. Yeah. Can't dismiss it, the guy. That's <clears throat> it, can't dismiss him. Yeah, yeah, right. you cannot like him, but you really just have to walk away. That's, that's right. That's it. You <laughs> There's know? no condescending that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And he was sort of, uh, uh, for, for all the kids, he was the, the guy well, yeah, and he 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 really led by example, and I don't think he was consciously leading, mm-hmm. which made it even better. Yeah, and, and he was, you know, he so he wasn't arrogant. He wasn't like a teacher. He was the opposite of that. He he really he he just was encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, played at his house. He he would host parties too, and played at his house when I was thirteen or fourteen years old. And he was like, "Man, this is great. You you got that's great. You got to keep going. You know, whether he <laughs> believed that or not, I, I have no idea, but." He really sort of pushed that um, sort of diversity, too. He listened to, like, Deep Purple, Zappa, Black Flag. Right. And it was all over the Motown. And he had all the records? Yeah, and he had all the posters on the wall. So you'd play uh, his house and you'd say, who's Herb Albert? That's the greatest <laughs> album cover I've ever seen. <laughs> you have to have that guy, though. Yeah. Don't you, like, look back on your life? I mean, what are you, 40 now? Yeah, I just turned 40. Because like, yeah. I talk about that a lot. There's one defining, I mean, there's a few in your life, but that first one that makes you realize there's a bigger world out there. Yeah, beyond and, school. Yeah, and there's possibilities, <clears throat> yeah. and it's weird. Yeah. And uh, this guy's okay with it, and I'm yeah. okay with that guy, so he must know something. Yeah, and it's made of clay, and you can sculpt your own. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know? So when you first started doing uh, playing with a band with whatever became Caius, I mean, were you doing covers? Were you just right out of the gate, just plowing away and we, we creating com- the groove? I mean, we our covers were Ramones and Discharge and GBH, you uh-huh. know, a couple songs like that. But really, we chased originals right away because that was the music scene, right? And the music scene in the desert was if you sound like someone else, and it was kind of. It was everyone's interpretation, I think, a little to a certain degree of what Boomer was doing, which was if you sound like something, someone else, you'll be ridiculed. You know? Right. And you it, can't draw. You can't even like I I, I know in music. That's what, certainly that's what I took from it. It's well, no, like, I think it's a great yeah. thing to take. But the weird thing is, is that with music, it seems like music refers references. Eventually, you, you're going to reference something. Sure. Because you got to figure it out. Yeah. But uh, but even like I remember someone gave me the second Caius album. What was that? Ninety four or something? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah, because yeah, I was living in New York and my buddy was writing on music for you know out in the out in the sticks somewhere. And he sends me that CD and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because it was almost like it had a kind of a a, a, a muted mystical push to it. Well, uh, you, that was part of us trying to find what was us and yeah. amplify just that. You know? Right. Because uh, if you sounded like someone else in the desert, because no one's paying for music, it's just free. Um, the shows are just free. It's not right. You know, it's there's not no music. It's not business. for pussy or drugs or yeah. fame. It's, there's just nothing of that there. You know, <laughs> exactly. 
it was pure. Yeah, it, it really, it, it really was be- pure, and it was very pure. And if someone doesn't like you, instead of booing you, they do nothing. <laughs> so you end a song and go boom, and all you hear is ah. Oh. It's the worst. Oh, here's the desert. It's still the toughest crowd in the world. You the know? desert? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love it for that, though. You really... go back. Do you live there still? We played. There's a place, the McCallum Theater yeah. out there. Um, yeah. And it was a place that would have, that, that always, there was no chance to ever play there. And, right. And, you know, we played a, a benefit for, you know, just to donate stuff for locally. And so to play there was a real triumph and. And had Fatso Jetson open up, and uh-huh. and we just sort of Boomer and I looked at each other like, oh, like, dude, we're 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 where they have the sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> We've arrived, literally, the yeah. sound of music. It was yeah. just there last week. Yeah. So yeah. that's oh, well. All right. Well, so you go through this this period where uh, w- with Caius. I mean, because I I listened to the records. Like I was I was a little uptight about making sure that I was on the, on the pulse of, of your evolution somehow. Yeah. That I could wrap my brain around it. So I got a fucking brain full of your shit today. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, no, it is good. Now, before I go- Crash course. Yeah, and, before I- Well, I mean, I knew the records, and I like that <laughs> Caius record had a you know, pretty pretty big effect on me because at that time, you know, all that shit was happening. Sub yeah. pop was starting to happen. Everything was fucking changing. Yeah, and little I, scenes were occurring. Right, I was already 30. Yeah. And like I, th- I thought I was pretty, you know, grounded musically. But then all this shit started coming in, you know, Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. And, and all that. It was just like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're on the on the on the tail or in, in the middle of that. And what? Before we go further, though, like, what is the desert scene now? I mean, all those guys you start out with, and I know there's a lot of them, and I can't say that I know their names. But I mean, are they all still at it? Are you guys friends in the big picture for yeah, the most part? Boomer is, is definitely still at it. Yeah, he lives in Pasadena now, and, and oh, right down the street here. Yeah, and and um and he's still to me. He was always a few years ahead of his time, and and it's it's the 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 commercial downside of of Walking Point mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. You sort of expose people to something, but don't re- maybe get the recognition for it that you deserve. Yeah, believe you know? me, believe me. There's there's a thousand <laughs> podcasts that have just. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing really good. Too. Sure, yeah, <laughs> they're great. Yeah, that's what you got to say. I was just happy to help out. Yeah, as long as I could be yeah, the step that they're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder. It's a, it it takes a big person to be that guy and not be bitter because yeah. like behind every genius, there's a guy saying he stole that shit. Yeah, from exactly. Me. <laughs> And he fucking did. He did. He fucking did. And he knows he did, but he'll never admit it because he can't. That son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. So, all right. So, so you guys all get along for the most part. The yeah. desert scene, and you, you're sort of a champion of it in well, a way. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't really hold the flag for anything because right. I just that's not my way. And yeah. I think, I think that was the point. It was, you know, it was, uh, it, it was about being an individual, right? And so. Trying to get a bunch of individuals to be a group is yeah. tough. Yeah, and, and, it, and, and I'm artists. not. And there's bands in the desert still, but there's still nowhere to play. Right. There's still no not many people to watch them. And I guess Boomer's generator's not there anymore. Yeah, he took the generator. <laughs> well, and the kids are like the generator powered the turntables. Now. Yeah. Right. You so know. what when uh, when what did you like? What were your folks? How why were you out there? Um, my my. My grandparents were from North Dakota, and and then my they like moved Scandinavian. To yeah, yeah, we're Norwegian. So you're a Norwegian in the desert. That's yeah. got so you've got this kind of you know Nordic. I'm going to go you know with Viking sensibility, yeah. and there you are with no boat. Yeah, in, in <laughs> no. the middle of the sun. <laughs> yeah. I'm so white. I'm clear. <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And well, and my so my 
they moved out there when my my old man was like in high school, so he's been out there forever, and he's a general contractor. And does he is he all sun baked and yeah, he's just a, and... he's a hard working yeah. badass. He's yeah. kind of my hero, you know, yeah. and and. You know, a contractor that hasn't been in the phone book for 20 years because it's referral. It's like everyone hates their contractor. Everyone knows your dad. Yeah, but my dad's like he's solid. He's huh? a do. He's a he's a doer. Yeah, you know? and you always got along with him. Oh yeah, yeah. So you were never a fuck up. <clears throat> well, I I was I was, but I was more afraid of my old man than I was anything else. You know, <laughs> than the law. You know, if the, you get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I I I got caught with alcohol and a knife at school at 13. A know? knife. Well, you know, knives are knives are awesome, and yeah. you know I'm a boy. <laughs> you need a knife. We're in the desert. It's yeah, like you gotta know, have a knife. How, how else do you kill a scorpion but to pierce them <laughs> with your own knife? That's right. And uh, I was really more of all the school punishment and the alcohol classes and that you had to go to. You yeah, know? yeah. But it was really I had to get up and go to work with my old man at like three thirty in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the that was the scary one. Yeah, cleaning a storm drain in the early part of the summer is not the way to go. <laughs> so. All right, so when you stopped, when Caius sort of, when you evolved out of that and, and started with the Queens, I mean, what, because there is a, a fairly distinct break in the tone of it. You know, things got a little more crisp, a little more driving, a little more defined pounding wise in terms of guitar. Was that something you knew that you were going to do? Well, I mean, I honestly, I just, I wanted, you know, I, we grew up playing parties. I grew up playing parties and, and, <clears throat> And parties have girls at them. Yeah. And I, my feminine side is quite large, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I just started feeling stuff and wanting to say more, a broader uh, array of things that maybe Caius was, you know, that started when I was 14 years old. So you're saying you so, were, you were sort of uh, kind of boxed into a, a, a macho rock aesthetic. Yeah. You know, that angry sure. youth, uh, you stop being angry and you start being well, horny, yeah, you know, and 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 you, and you start reading books and yeah. traveling a little bit, and you know, um, so when and you really sit, Iggy had a really huge influence on me. Did that, he? Yeah, that the, you he know, was sitting right there. I know that's what I'm pulling myself <laughs> down to the chair. <laughs> Will that rub off on me? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it has already. But Lust for life and the idiot. Uh, those know, two records crazy. changed my life. Right, because you know. like, all right, when you say feminine side, you just mean your sensitive side in a way, or that you were you sort of wanted to get to sort of get through the anger and kind of you know connect with something that was a little closer to your heart. Well, I mean, anger is great to 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 have in your tank to get you started, but it's, it's awful there. to run on just right. anger alone as a gasoline. Right. You know, right, and generally when you have that anger in you, uh, you can tap it anytime. Yeah, yeah it's it's easily touchable. <laughs> it's, it's right there when <laughs> like you need a sensitive it. touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I I you know I you start to realize the more vulnerable you are musically, the better it, it gets, and the more useful cathartic tool it is. And right, and it's just better when you just let it go and don't. Don't be penned in by what you think someone else might right like, and 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 Iggy you know. sort of spoke to that in you. Well, Iggy always had this sort of you know, I mean, just lyrically songs like "The Passenger" or "Sweet Sixteen yeah. or oh my God. "Neighborhood Threat." Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Or you know, nightclubbing. Crazy. There was yeah. sort of a, a kind of like you know, like what is this guy fucking? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, but, so loose. Where yeah, it's like, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm beyond the constraints of whatever you just thought on all head. levels. Yeah, you know, yeah. sexuality. Yeah, uh, you know, song wise, performance wise. You're like, you don't even know where to put that guy 
in in your brain. Yeah, it's just beyond you. Right. <laughs> so it's it, just beyond you. you and know? it remains that way. Yeah. It, with that guy. He still is that way. It's still like, I just cut myself and my dick is out. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, yeah. hi, how are you? Are we okay? Yeah, is, is it cool? Is are it you cool? okay? Yeah, are He's you okay? You. <laughs> Can I sit here like this? <laughs> yeah, is that cool? What is that? Uh, it's just an otherworldly thing that he really has that just totally speaks to me because it, it's also that notion of, like, we don't work at a bank and so let's get loose. Yeah, yeah. You know? Let's push it. Yeah. We, like, and we, we can define whatever the hell we want. Yeah, you can't know what too far is until you go too far. You know, you don't know where the line is until you cross it. Right. Know? So that was what happened when you left Caius. Yeah, I, I literally, I heard those records at, towards the end of Caius, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Not even like, the Stooges. It was uh, it was those Iggy records. It, it, that's what I heard first. Well, yeah, Lust yeah. for Life, is a, it's a monster record. And both it's of those records are incredible. Yeah, well, also what 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 I came to sort of understand is that is that you know people hated the Stooges too when it came. They really they spawned a thousand bands. Yeah, but they never got understood till about three years ago. He, he, well, he defied everybody. You know, he he defied everybody to like him. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was I dare you. Yeah, yeah. I you know come on, what are you going to do with this? Mm-hmm. And and you know those of uh, of us who sort of got on board with it. I mean, the Stooges. You know, in retrospect, we're you know just a great rock and roll band. But Iggy as a as a being, yeah, like with Lustre, I I interviewed uh, Hunt Sales. Yeah, I jammed with Hunt. We we tried him out as the drummer you for, did? for for Queens. You at did? one point, Yeah. How was that? We, we let's just say I drove him downtown a couple times. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what he said that was really amazing um, that I'll never forget is uh, he said we were talking about. They were looking for a drummer, and we're jamming with Hunt Sales. And he said, you know, good drummer, good band, but great drummer, classic band. <laughs> and it's so true. That's so true. <laughs> it's so true. He's a trip, man. Yeah, he's a trip. Yeah, he's on and off the stuff. And I, yeah. you know, I haven't put that interview up, but I, you know, I was sort of obsessed with the guy. Yeah. But primarily because, you know, him and, and his brother were a great rhythm section, but, Hunt but, and they're, Tony, yeah, yeah. but they're Soupy's kids. And I'm, there's I know. part of me, it's like, you know, your dad's Soupy Sales. We gotta, that's gotta be interesting. Yeah. But what a way to get out of the shadow. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah, the, yeah. The rhythm section that parties. But when you talk to him, he, uh, you know, that, I mean, he, they weren't that attached, yeah. you know, like his dad took off when he was like 17 and he was just wandering around New York, hanging sure. out at Electric Ladyland Studios and Manny's music. Sure. Yeah. So like his whole riff is a, is a different thing. Yeah. But that one drum beat, just the opening of Lust for Life, I mean, that that's fucking monumental. <clears throat> that, which I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard they were watching George of the Jungle because they're in Berlin. <laughs> And it's like boom, 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 and then it's dum, 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 Oh man! And here I thought it was just some sort of like Bo Diddley riff, but no, it's it's Georgia the Jungle. That's where I don't know if that's true, but I'm holding on to that as if it were because that so makes me so happy. Yeah. So when when you were putting together that band, because I I don't know anything about this, and and I and because I'm not a band guy, I got some guitars. Epiphone just sent me that thing. I got lucky, and I got a couple guitars, and I play here. But uh, but I don't know band dynamics and like uh, the Queens are, are, seems to be notorious for an ever evolving sort of lineup. Well, what the hell causes problems? <laughs> well, honestly, I think you should sort of if you're if you I always say if you expect anything from music, you expect too much. Yeah, you know I, I you need to play it because you love it and not be so. Uh, from my perspective, I can't be overly careerist about it. You know, mm-hmm. and it. If you if you make a song that someone loves, it certainly doesn't mean that you are 
worthy of someone else's love. You know what I mean? Well, there must be a constant misunderstanding. It, uh, it, it is. There's two. There's two bubbles. There's the bubble of the fan and the bubble of the band, and they're they're kind of concentric circles. They have right. a little overlap there, right? But they really shouldn't pierce each, pop each other's bubbles, you mm-hmm. know? Because I I sort of believe you need to be on your knees at the altar of rock. And, yeah, not and, not the fan. <clears throat> yeah, and, and of rock. Yeah, and, right. And 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 you know, I just I I feel like you have to. I don't know. Maybe it's my dad too. That's just like you got to work, right? Work and bleed for it, right? I think that's why Iggy speaks to me too. Is right. If you need to bleed, it should be you that that op- does the wound, not anyone else, right? You know. Uh huh. And and that if you, you should go out way out on the edge like that, and and be, and if whatever happens is necessary to make the music right, uh huh. Uh huh. And but I, I mean, I think comedy is that way too, you know. But like, what does that say about band relationships? You I mean some guys are willing to go that place, or some guys get limited? You know, in terms of like, how come it's hard to keep a band together? Well, it's it's a strange marriage of of you know desires, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, what we have in Queens is we it really is by consensus, you know. And I don't allow there to be any secrets or clicks or, mm-hmm. you know, you need to sort of have that good communication down. Mm-hmm. Because the worst thing you could ever have in a band uh, is role envy. Like the bass player wants to be the drummer. The drummer wants to be the singer. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and uh, the worst thing you could have is passive-aggressive undercurrent yeah. current, you know, ha- happening because it just eats away. A band really needs to be like a gang. Right. And that gang needs to be proud of itself. Right. And, 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 and sort of that's the only flag I'm willing to carry is for my band. Right. You, you go play a festival and you put your flag in the ground and you say all comers yeah i'll tell you you know yeah and you need to be proud of that and there can't be this passive aggressive undercurrent like somebody mm-hmm. stealing you know uh kind of uh, uh stealing stage in order to you know sort of like show their own dissatisfaction yeah. with the with the band or that <clears throat> well kind of- and, and just uh, just you need to be honest about your desires for a band to work right and that way because if you want to, if you're the drummer and you want to be the singer, fucking be the singer, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. don't. Why wait? Yeah, yeah. You know? And if you can't do it in this band, go do it somewhere else. Well, and yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. Because what this, there's no time. Risk it all now, mm-hmm. right now. And 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 I also think too that if as you start to have a little success, there's no advice that can help you to navigate those waters. And and some people don't handle it well. Well, I think some people also are afraid that you know, if they do step out on their own or they do do what they want to do, that the the possibility of rejection overshadows their ability to, to Abs- go out there. Absolutely. I mean, I call it punk rock guilt because that's what I grew up listening to. Right. Like, do well, but don't do too well. Yeah. There's that safety in failure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, where it's like, you don't understand, and right. that's the whole fucking point. Right. Yeah. You can always blame yeah. something. Yeah. You don't get it, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. And, and then when it comes right down to it, they're, they're probably not working hard enough. Yeah, yeah, on really. Some level. Yeah, and 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 you're not letting your fear go. Because That's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard, but well, but it's well, worth it though, right? Because got, well, you didn't. But that was the first step you took out of anger into opening your heart more and being honest. Yeah, and just saying. Well, I think that's the that's the importance of doing something because you love it. Because mm-hmm. I, I work on a record until I really love it, mm-hmm. and now now because I really love it and I'm proud of it, now you can use the CD as a coaster, and I don't care. Right? Because I did my part. Yeah, it, now, that's that's your fault now. Right? You know? <laughs> and, 
and and it, but that's what makes it okay to me and that requires being leaving it all on the you know right putting it all out there all, so all when a fan there. goes no nah, i don't feel really like this record you're like no nah, <clears throat> I, I i do yeah, yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's like I, I totally understand and this has been great yeah, but, yeah. you know yeah but it's also good night now well yeah but but that's a weird thing though because it took me a while like you know i can't i had nick Lowe in here and i just kept assuming nick Lowe's cool yeah. he's cool but yeah. but like i kept assuming that the 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 the, the, the guy cool, yeah the guy talking that the songwriter was writing about himself and and a lot of songwriters are not yeah and, and it bothered me. Yeah. I was like, what do you, you know, you're like when he sat there and played the beast in me, I'm like, man, you've been through some shit. He's like, it's not, you know, it's, it's a song. It's a character. I'm like, what do you mean? That's a dark fucking anthem for, in, in it's, no, but I'm like you, I, I need it to be a part of something I really understand. Well, you're like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like I had this weird uh, thing with the new record because, you know, I know a couple of the old records mm -hmm. and, you know, people are like this one, you know, you're, uh, Laura's telling me, your publicist is like, this is the one. And the, and I listened to it. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it's different than the other ones. It doesn't, I'm not rocking as hard. Yeah. And then like, I listened to it twice yesterday and I realized like, oh man, to get into this, I, I there's some emotional risk here. Yeah. In, yeah. in in really processing what you're talking about on this record. Well, I, I think that um, I want something to 10 years from now that you could, like I listen to Credence and I feel like I can put it on now and it still sounds right. Dude, have you listened yeah. to it on vinyl? I have, I, that's how I listen to it, yeah. It's the fu those fucking th first four yeah. records of fantasy, are you, so it's crazy. And it sounds, to me it sounds contemporary because it's, it's natural timeless. and it's just, you know. There's no mud. Yeah, yeah, and there's no, uh, it's the space between the sounds that's so good, it's you know. It's crazy. And, and I also think emotionally you need to make that same move so that on the 50th, and I like details, like little tiny details, so that on the 50th listen you go, did I just hear a bell? Was that a what the hell? Yeah. You know? Right. And, and that makes sometimes a record, or some of our records, you have to listen to it five times. And you don't always get someone's time. No one's got time anymore. Or, so you don't always get someone to make it to that fifth listen. But also that's yeah. your, but that is also you honoring your loyalty to what you're doing in that, you know, and, and you've been pretty open about that on record, you know, yeah. literally in the music that, you know, mediocrity is, is, is a drag, you know, repetition of pop music is a drag. The way the music business is structured is a fucking nightmare. And, 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 and I just feel like if you're, if this is what I get to do, then I'm going to go as far as I'm able, as I understand I can go, you know, in terms of artistically, like, uh, I, this is not the time to half-ass something. You know? Yeah, life is like it's like and it's very clear. You made it fairly clear on this new record that you know life isn't forever, <laughs> and it isn't for everyone either. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fogarty's a good example. I talked to that guy, and a lot of those songs. I mean, he's a, an emotional dude. Yeah, and that shit comes from a real place. You yeah. know, what was it? Tomorrow never comes. Yeah, that huh. that album, that song, or have you ever seen the light? I mean, I cry thinking about that song. Yeah, yeah, I know it. But that isn't that what it's for? Yeah. It's to save you in those moments, and and it's to sit next to you and go, man, I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not even it's going to be all right. Cause right. It's not always going to be all right. No, most of the time it's not. You're but just pretending you, it is. Someone you just sometimes you just need something to emotionally like two smokes and hand you one. Yeah, right. <laughs> or have yeah. one with you. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? We're it's both like, in the foxhole. Yeah, this yeah. isn't going well. Yeah, but together it's not good. You know. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, what you're talking about, too, in terms of like, uh, well, you seem, to, I I don't know you, but I don't know Dave either. But, I, you know, I talked to Grohl, and he's a guy that, I mean, you've worked with him. I but, was, Can I say, I was stoked for him when he came on this show. Really? <laughs> he was, Cause he was I, so excited. Because, uh, well, I told him, like, you need to listen to this podcast, like, you know, about two years ago. Right. And I was like, oh, it's, man, it gets to the heart of it, and it talks real things, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so- when he was going to come on, he's like, dude, I'm going on. And I said, and I totally worked him up. It was, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But he's such a, like, like he, he's a guy that uh, musically, I mean, he sat and played drums in one of the biggest bands ever. Yeah. And then just sort of like, nah, I'm going to, I got to play guitar. Yeah. But he was able to make that transition and nobody really thought twice about it because he's awesome, right? Well, they did actually, you know, as I recall. Yeah. I, that, what do at, I know? At, you would know better. Well, I, you know. He was the drummer of Nirvana, yeah, and and you know when he recorded that first record all by himself, played everything, and I think at first when he said, "Here, I got these songs," that it was kind of like, "Yeah, yeah," in just one sec though, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know it was in Nirvana, but it was also. Is there like, any way we can make Nirvana dr- work without him, without yeah. Kurt? <laughs> yeah, but you're the drummer, so just if you just hold on one right, sec, right. and you're the like fourth drummer of, you know, and yeah. I mean, so in a songwriting perspective, I think. He he did have some hurdles, mm-hmm. and then you put on that first record, and you're like, "Oh, that's some badass shit." Yeah, right. And also with yeah. you guys too, that I realized, you know, coming from, and I think you do too, but like somehow or another, from a pop music, from growing up with with even rock, pop, popular rock music, that like on this record, I there's some part of everybody I think that craves hooks, and, and if you want to fight hooks, it, you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, because you're like, well, that's easy. Yeah, but like when I was listening even to the new record, it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I like, need, I, I need hooks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah, I need, I need it to be like a fucking bait shop where there's hooks everywhere because I, I the you know dissonance and are just just that stuff gets old quickly. To we well, do a little bit of that. You put it in there somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. I, but it needs to be. It needs to be dissonance, dissonance wrapped around a hook. Sure. You know? But I was just listening to ZZ Top because, you know, I decided to. And then you came in and said, like, I love this fucking record. I mean, even if you listen to that, those blues grooves, I mean, a lot of those songs were not unlike, you know, Caius and that, you know, they just kept going. Yeah. And it was just driven by, you know, weird orchestration of licks. Yeah. yeah. But and, w- but one great lick you could repeat forever. Oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. If, if it is a hook, it's like, just go ahead and set that thing over and over. You know? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying about the drum sound of ZZ Top? Well, it's such a great drum sound. The early stuff. Yeah. It's this tight, dry, yeah. sort of vacuous, beautiful sound. Yeah. And, and so I've used it as a sonic reference yeah. when I'm in the studio of, of you know, what to chase after uh-huh. for, for years. You know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. And when you stuff. played with Billy, how, what was that like? That was, I mean, for me, that was one of the huge moments of, of my career was like i find and and really at the time he really hadn't jammed with many right. outsiders yeah, in yeah, years yeah. yeah yeah and luckily there were some people at his management that were into queens and and kind of um said no you should try this and, and that was on the lullabies album yeah on, on what's the song called which burn the witch burn the witch yeah. yeah 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 well i got him in there under the guise of we were doing precious and grace mm-hmm. but then i said but i have this thing yeah and he's got this certain lick that only he does that's it goes burr, like burr, doo, this oh, yeah. kind of burr, hang. Hang. Yeah. yeah 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 and and i was always like how do 
So I, it's, I know a riff, to, it's a slide thing. Almost. It, well, but, what, it, what I found out, because I said, I deserve to know what that is. Yeah. Because I can play bird if I yeah, want, but yeah. there's a way you're doing it. Yeah. And he'll bend a note and then tap, you know, you know, Eddie Van Halen's tapping on the right, right, oh, right. Yeah. But he's doing it once. He's going, bird And just tap, holding it. And holding it. And it's, instead of a million taps, it's one. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, And it was so simple. I was like... You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't and it was it. so awesome. And when we were jamming together, actually, yeah. he was playing the lead on that song. Yeah. And he was playing this lead, and his beard gently, like, floated down and hit the strings and yeah. it made this harmonic with no, his beard. No, come on. Yeah, I swear. It's on film. <laughs> yeah. And and I literally, I really, I literally grab him by the shoulders. I'm shaking Billy Gibbons. And I go, dude, you did the first ever beard harmonic. <laughs> yeah. Did you, oh. and you were able to, were you able to isolate it and have it? Yeah. It's on, it's on the recording. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what, like, it's been a while since a record, right? Been like two. 2007. Oh, the, the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. But you did other stuff. You're out in the desert. You know, I didn't listen to Eagles of Death Metal. Sorry. I didn't oh, get to that. I'll send you that stuff. That stuff is. I mean, I'm in that band, but but I somehow because I don't tour with the Eagles that much, I feel distant from it. In, in that, I feel like I can objectively say that shit is awesome. Yeah, it's like the it's like Rolling Stones, Boogie. I'll I'll send you some. God and, damn it, I couldn't get to everything. God damn no, it. No, but this this uh, I I think you would dig it. Looking at your room and yeah. your record collection, yeah. and I know that you're going to dig that band. Yeah, because it's on singer, vinyl. Yeah, I'll send you I'll send you some. The singer. It, who I affectionately call Boots Electric, yeah, because he rollerblades and that's a long yeah. story. But um, yeah. yeah, he's got this glorious mustache that he's had since high school, mm. <laughs> and he's just a strange guy. Is he a yeah. desert guy? Yeah, oh yeah. We we went to high school together. <laughs> every you What's know every name? decade a mu- uh, a mustache comes along. Oh yeah, and it's this that's decade the one. is, is his? Jesse Hughes is his name. You don't seem to have a lot of trouble uh, surrendering stage a bit. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. And, you know, like, you know, in your partnering with, like, Lanigan and stuff, I mean, there's a a democratic spirit about it. Well, I want to do, I want to be part of something great, and I don't care if I have to make tea for it. It doesn't matter. And Uh I don't care if if it's an hour long and I'm five seconds of it. I don't care. Yeah. Because I I just want to be part of something that could be classic, you know, and I, and and that's kind of it yeah. and 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 other people are really great at shit and um and everyone else should know that you know right like lanigan is incredible great and, singer and so if i'm doing something and and i'm there and and it makes it better in any way like then that's great you yeah know? that's a great way to be and i don't know that a lot of artists are able to do that well because I feel the same way. The, well, the the thing that happens if you're willing to sort of surrender mm-hmm. to the, uh, that process is that, you know, a lot of great opportunities happen where it's just impossible to say no. You right. Know? Well, if, you get, if you don't let your pride get in the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I really think that, you know, um, I'm sort of a fatalist, but I think you kind of enact your own fate by those decisions you make sort of precede you you know oh absolutely and and if they, you're a douchebag it'll come back at you yeah like you, <laughs> you <laughs> the douche door knocks you in the face yeah, later absolutely you know? yeah yeah you're gonna get hit you with, end up with the nozzle yeah. in your face <laughs> the douche nozzle <laughs> and the water pouring over you uh-huh uh-huh but you but hope I, it's water yeah you <laughs> yeah and and yeah so i that's why i don't mind being any part of a collaboration and 
And also, that's the only way I can learn anything because I'm not trained. You know, I don't. Uh, I'm not a trained musician. Yeah, but sure you are. I mean, does that really matter after a certain point? I mean, if no. you put the fl- yeah, if you put the hours in, yeah. I mean, you're a trained musician. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like you know, you sit there and you you watch. I had Jay Maskus in here, and it's uh-huh. like, where the fuck does that guitar sound come from? Yeah, he's and, great. Yeah, and you're the same. I mean, you know, yeah. you listen to you know your signature sort of style. It's it's defined. It's honed. It's 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 confident. You're trained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, well, yeah. I think you want someone to know it's you within about three seconds. You know. Well, you, but but that. See, I'm such a comedy guy too. I feel like it's the exact same. Like, you know, when I was nine, I saw George Carlin yeah. on an accident. With right. And at the Desert Inn, my oh, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. my dad, and my grandparents, and uh-huh. my brother. And I was like, they my took dad, you. Yeah, like, well, George Carlin's funny, right? Kids and can it, come. Yeah, we yeah. we'd have never swore in front of my mom or uh-huh. my grandparents uh-huh. and went and see George Carlin and it changed my life you know that obsession with words and, yeah yeah and the fucking man yeah 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 know? yeah sure sure where, where it's like they're definitely lying to you know Catholics and cult, uh-huh. the cultism oh so he, and, he blew your mind he fucking blew my mind how old were you nine yeah, the same year I started playing guitar. You know, so that was, so it all worked. Everything was working out. Yeah, the desert. Nine was a big year for me. Yeah, you had you had a guitar. You fucking <laughs> Guitarlin. Yeah, my guitar-lin. next band. <laughs> That'd be a good name. For That's a actually band. not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I actually own the all the websites for that. So don't okay, even, yeah, don't you're, try. you're you're copywriting it right now as mm-hmm. we speak. So that's interesting. So that you, he pulled the veil away, and well, you know his obsession with words too. Yeah. You know and. And or, or I sort of just got like it's important to know how to communicate that way, you know. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's that bit where he's like, you know, Mister Carlin, get on the plane. Or, Fuck you, I'm getting in the plane. Yeah. Leave that for the daredevils. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you're like, but, oh my god, that's right. <laughs> well, that notion that people are using rhetoric to fuck with you all the time, all the time, and don't let them do that. Well, I think that like yeah. a lot of your songwriting strips that shit away. Yeah, I, I, I think I hate organized groups of any size over three people. Yeah. <laughs> a, a band. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah. Touche, you yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um so so when you when I listen to R rated or even uh or even the, the, the huge album, Songs for the Deaf and, and stuff, is that there is a fighting spirit and there is sort of some yeah, I do get for some reason I got the sense. Now talking to you, I don't get that sense at all, but like what I make up about people you know, and I think a lot of people do. You know, especially with musicians, because there's there's an image involved, there's a sound involved, there's sure. songwriting involved. You decide who that guy is based on what he's putting out there. Sure. And I thought you were like going to be this aggressive, troubled, you know, fighting fucking guy. No, I I I really think I um I like to make people happy, but I like I like to poke people more than. Than I like to make, but there happy. was never a point where post post Caius that you know, the anger and the the pain of it all, or that you you never had a profound sort of <clears throat> relationship with substance. What? Well, I mean, I've I've uh, our band. You know, I know that my band is notorious for sort of partying and stuff like that mm-hmm. and over the years, and with Lanigan and Nick Oliveri and and myself, there's like you know, we've been thrown out of a places publicly you mm-hmm. know yeah and that starts to precede you You're right but i think we always had this thing where you have to deserve to party mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've always been about like you know Are you telling me you have to fight for your right to party? <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> and i'm saying like if you're gonna stay up for four days yeah 
were make records for those four days. Okay, all right. That, that's that's what I <laughs> always was do. That's what long, I would do. As long as it's work. Yeah. Then sure. how bad is it really? Really? Yeah. You know, because on day three we nailed that thing. Yeah, yeah we finally got it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going home till this is done. Day nine. <laughs> Nine's a long run. <laughs> I've done it. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I've done it. You're fucking. You I'm can't from even... the desert. You know? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. you're brought up with it in the air. Yeah. This tooth isn't missing for like, <laughs> no reason at all. That's a rough one though, because you know that shit. You know, if we're talking about that shit, and if we're being cagey about it for whatever reason, they you know you will lose your mind. I know. It's it's you know eventually the odds drop to zero. You know, and I just I, I guess I've never wanted to be a slave to anything. Yeah. But I definitely wanted to like. Push sit, it, sit on the slave cart for a while, <laughs> you know, or, or push it. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. It's sort yeah. of like, you know, how far out can I go? Yeah, and 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 you know, someone's got to make it yeah. through. Why shouldn't it be you? That's what I've always <laughs> well, thought. That, well, yeah. that, well, that fighting spirit has taken a lot of people down. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But wouldn't it be great to pass them as they fall and still be going? <laughs> sure, you know, sure. I, if you I, want I, to be that guy, the smiling guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the shards about. of teeth. <laughs> With your smile so hard, patches of hair missing. Well, but I also i i I like that loose atmosphere. You yeah. know, I like the wildness of that. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a certain freedom, and you know, I always I I like to fuck with things, and to me, that's the most punk rock thing you could do is infiltrate and destroy and be kind of a a little bit of a a mess. I yeah. guess I romanticize that being a mess is okay. Well, no, no. I, well, I did too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's driven by it. There's that weird mixture between, you know, uh, the weird thing is that a lot of people say like, well, you know, when you do drugs, the idea that drugs, you know, will open your creativity, that's sort of a myth. Eh, it's not really. No, it's not a myth. <laughs> it's like, but I wrote, I mean, I'm not to quote myself, but I did write, a, that's first to giveth and then it take the way. Eventually, you're not driving anymore and you're just sitting sure. shotgun. That's right. And you've lost your mind <clears throat> and it's possessed. Yeah. And, and, and you're being, instead of like, saying i'm gonna do something to this you're just yeah. being taken on some ride yeah, by oh, someone else oh yeah you know, yeah and you have no choice else. yeah, yeah it's just, you just have need to stay on it yeah and also i got a great f- family and i never it's i've always been like i don't want to have to be that guy that's like i need to go to rehab oh, yeah, again away. yeah <laughs> so yeah, so i yeah. guess i've always just like kept a short leash on my on my dog mm-hmm. you know on your monkey yeah and i and I also use iggy too who's like has a glass of wine still you know no yeah well there's people that can do that yeah, yeah i want i want to go for that i oh, want to i want to make that yeah it's a responsible fuck up is really the way to go right without without sort of you know going the full other way and you know finding jesus or or being completely oh no i found him he was out front he was your, Again? yeah he's doing your lawn i can't get that guy <laughs> off my yard and i'm not even asking him to be there he, he said hey zeus but i just <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> there's a lot of jesus is around <laughs> no but i mean it's it's a i think what people don't realize is that you know, Jim Carroll said this amazing thing about about um, Cobain, and he, I'm paraphrasing a poem he wrote after Cobain killed himself. You know, uh, Jim Carroll, I think it, the line is, you know, he should have negotiated with the monkey. Yeah. So, like, there, there is yeah. that, you know, there, there are two ways to do it. Either you're like, I can't do anything anymore, yeah. and my life is going to be defined by that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I used to be one of those guys, and I don't do anything anymore, but I'm, yeah. I'm not a proselytizer. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But, you know, people who want, who don't want to live that way, but can negotiate with the monkey, then you find your terms. Well, I, I just think that, you know, 
of course, life is about ups and downs. And that battle with drugs and sh- shit, too, is about ups and downs. Yeah. And and about kind of being realistic. And, you know, it's it's great to be a dreamer unless you can't fucking wake up for a second and see what's going on, you know? And do you think that's what this record is? I mean, because, I mean, if I had a tale, it seems to be about that. Well, that that's, you know, I mean... I sometimes I write about who I wish I could be, mm-hmm. and and you know if I had a tales like, like someday I'm going to burn all this down for no reason at all. Yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, in the case of that song, it's like sometimes no reason is the greatest reason of all, and I think that's the Iggy, yeah, part that I love to but, touch. But that, you know? right, but that's also yeah. the part that you know staying up nine days, you know, yeah. gives you entrance to. Yeah, where it's like I don't. Yeah, because you, but you realize the beauty and like I don't need a reason. I'm right. here to destroy. Fuck it all. Yeah, yeah. I'm free. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the, the weekend nihilism. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and if you can keep it to the weekend, yeah. Which I think the the condition of if I had, like you know what, yeah, yeah, I put one on. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah, I just do it from Sunday all the way to Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm only doing it four days a week. Four Four days a weekend. How is that a problem? <laughs> I used to have uh, that one. It's like, I'm only doing it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. Because, and you have a reason. Exactly. A logic. But I think the fact that, you know, you're sort of waking up as a, as a family man and as a as a husband, I mean, that must be, you know, your dad must have had a strong influence on, on that. It's like, well, maybe this isn't work anymore. Well, you know, I think you start loving something more than you love yourself or or yeah. or loving something more than you hate yourself or sure. you know yeah. Yeah, sweating more when you can't get hold of the guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck man what the fuck i'm i'm still out in front of your house <laughs> yeah yeah that's it <laughs> yeah Dude. hello <laughs> You said you, and then they're in there. That's oh, the word. It is. It is four in the morning. Oh, oh is it really? So, oh shit. Yeah, I don't know. What day is it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Florence Day, which is all the days. <laughs> That's all of them. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, I. I will say, I think you know, my my kids really helped to make sure. Uh, my daughter's seven. My son is two. How and they make sure that you what stay. I mean, I think I. You know, I, because I am from the desert, so there's you know sometimes if you're if you're playing parties in the middle of nowhere. There's no one to to regulate them and make sure there's no you know sure. atrocities. Yeah, yeah. So you need to be able to defend yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself, and use your wits or your fists or your or your car to to help yourself. And you've had yeah. to do all that. I've had to do all that, and I I don't look at it. I don't look at. So I never thought of myself as like some macho like yeah. Um, but by the same time, I'm totally willing to lose and you know yeah. and defend my wife, my friends, my, and and so I think willing to lose. Yeah, I'm, that's a that's pretty powerful. I don't know why. I mean, it, it's it, it's a that's a it's a good way to live life in a way. Well, I I I think for for what I believe in, I'm totally willing to lose my way, and that I'm fine with that, you know. And so I so I think my kids help me to not. Um, take that to the nth degree, you right? Know? Right. Because all of a sudden, um, you know, certain things aren't important anymore, and um, because they're more important, yeah. the kids are more important. You yeah. Know? Did you ever think you would have that? No, no. I never thought I would be married because when you're in a rock and roll band, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Having kids and a wife is. You know, let's just go to Greece instead. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> or maybe not Greece. So let's go somewhere that's really romantic. Wait, are you guys? You, but you're not living in the desert now. You live in California. I, I have a place in the desert, and my folks are there, and I live yeah. here in Los Angeles. Oh, you and, do? Yeah, and we just kind of go to Palm Desert to um, 
to get away and recharge the battery. I used to go to Desert Hot Springs. There's this weird little uh, hotel there called Sagewater Inn, I think it's called. (laughs) You know that place? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because... Many of the many of the peeps I know are from Desert Hot Springs, Desert Hot Springs. So I have a pretty versed knowledge of the streets and oh yeah, area of Desert Hot Springs. Well, it, used to, it must have been a really little shitty place when you were growing up. That, it, and then you like, mean it's not still? Well, no, it's like some some a, a couple people kind of redid it. It's only like yeah. eight rooms and there's yeah. a little hot, but yeah. they redid yeah. the whole place and yeah. it's all very sweet. Yeah. Well, and I I think Desert Hot Springs is a great example of what the desert really is. Is like the 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 duality, the microcosm of, of here's this quaint little hot springs right. next yeah. to these tweakers. Yeah. <laughs> and look, right. there's movie stars like 20 miles away right there. <laughs> yeah, you see yeah. them? And yeah. there's Joshua Tree yeah. right yeah. down there. Yeah. Driving Which, through that, that's fucking outstanding. Mars. Yeah, it is yeah. Mars. Yeah. Just to get out and walk around. Did You must have done that all the time when you were a kid, when you're, oh, out, yeah. when you're wasted. Just Absolutely. Go. Well, there's a studio up there that my friend owns called Rancho de la Luna. Oh, right, right. It's you in did. a house. Uh-huh. And... Um, so I, I'm up there all the time, and what's funny is how the, how people don't understand the beauty and the danger holding mm-hmm. hands together. You know, I think just last year there were some Dutch tourists that couldn't find their way back to their car and just died of dehydration in like a day. In a day, <laughs> in a day, it was so hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that they were just like, oh no, boom, oh, boom. You know. Yeah, you just oh, two of them too. That's yeah. horrendous. Yeah, two were and and you know they couldn't get reception, didn't yeah. have water, yeah, couldn't find their car, yeah, and it was like day trip turns into the end of it all. You know, yeah. Well, it's like all those weird cartoons and stuff where you just see this the skeletal remains of a cowboy with one of those sticks. <laughs> yeah, well, the- like he's looking for water. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, a divining. Yeah, rod. yeah, yeah. The divining yeah, rod. Yeah, 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 totally. So that 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 edge of menace is always right there, but it's very subtle. I I, I love, but I love. I think from growing up there, I love having a foot in each world. I love being on the transition instead of being in a group, uh, you know, of one or the other. Because you know, Mount San Jacinto is at the top, and there's snow. Yeah, and then at the bottom of that mountain, the desert begins. Yeah, and so. Being in the transition of that and, you know, this kind of socio-economical situation there is really transitional, too. There's lots of money and no money. Yeah. And they touch. Yeah. And that spot where things touch is really the magical spot to be. Sure. There's a yeah. lot of uh, there's a, there's a lot of uh, 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 chaos and feelings there. Yeah. and Yeah. There's, there's a lot of fight there. There's something to be won and lost. There. Yeah, 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 there's a lot. There's a great fight that never stops. Yeah, oh, right there for centuries. Yeah, yeah, it never stops that fight. It never stops. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about like heading into this record because I I know there is uh there's a, a poignance to it that that was um a, a kind of uh, necessary and life changing and in what happened. Well, I know you've been telling this story a bit, but I, I you know, I think it's well, I haven't really, story. I haven't really. Oh, but, really? I mean, I, ha- I, I, I have, but I haven't been really. Okay. Because, you know, as I was saying, and, and I'm sorry to just kind of, you know, speak and nod, nod, wink, winks too. Right. But, I, but I'll, but you know, I'd been beating myself for too long, basically. You know, with you what were, we were talking about. Yeah, you know, and um, it was just time to, um. The odds were dropping to zero, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and I, I, I love to work because it's what sort of saved me. Uh, always, whenever I've had now, trouble. do you put work and create together? That I mean, that is what it is okay. to me. You know, I, I think um, if you if if you're having writer's block, keep writing. Sure, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, work through it, and and um, 
it'll come, you know. Right. Just it, it won't come if you stop. Right. And um, and so you know, I'm in three bands, and uh, I I love to produce records of other bands, and and I just and I have family that I love, and um, I want I wanted to be everything for everybody, yeah. and and do all of that, and you know, sleep can get in the way of that. Sure. Oh yeah. Know? No reason for it. And and um, so. I think I just really beat myself until I got really sick, you know. Yeah. And then and then you know, re- needed surgery to to because it's physically manifesting itself. Like how? Well, you know, well I'll just say it actually for the for the first time that that's a <laughs> yeah. but I got this this MRSA, which is an oh. ana- antibiotic resistance Yeah, yeah. I know another guy that had yeah. that. Yeah, and and I couldn't shake it cuz my immune system was so destroyed, you know. Yeah. And <clears throat> and you know, People die of that all the time. They do. In fact, in you know, down the hall, someone died of it <laughs> while I was in the hospital, and I was like, "Oh no, what have I, what have I done?" Right. You know? And uh, and then you know, when I was having surgery to try to like fix it, they lost me trying to get the oxygen tube down my throat and and reoxygenate my blood. You know. Yeah. So I kind of choked to death and. And, oh my God! Were you, and you were you weren't awake? No, I was. Uh, there was no tunnel. You know. Right. Uh, or there was traffic at the time, or something. And but when I woke up, I knew something was wrong. You know, and it, someone had hurt me. You know, and really something was stolen from me, or I lost something because it took a couple of years to. You know, I've always heard music in my head since I was a little kid, and I've just played at that. Yeah. And when I woke up this time, I heard nothing for a couple of years, and and it affected me. Oh my God! And so I, you, so you, they told you you died. Yeah, my my doctor was like, "Whoa, thought I was going to lose you there. I I, I lost you. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to stay lost, you know." Yeah, and <clears throat> and I knew I could feel in my body, you know. Yeah. When when and when you get uh, defibrillated, you know, you're being electrocuted. Adds so, oh, so, recovery time. So and, you wake up, you feel like you've been beat up. Yeah, it feels like someone feels like you've been in a car crash. Right. And, and then I was, you know, kind of oh my god, contagious and in bed for four months and can't hug your little kid. You can't do it. So my your mind starts to play tricks on you, you know. I've never been knocked you're down isolated. that hard. Yeah, you're you're in your tower without the Rapunzel hair, right? And yeah. you were you picturing like a, a, like what it, the vulnerability of being out and then having that sort of chaos around you? Like get the boom, you know, get the the defibrillator and like did, could you? Could I you? never considered that. I just knew that um, because I was so trapped in like um, all these things kind of converged at once. You know, it, it took all those rivers converging at once to to get to stop me right and then i was stopped cold and, no and you didn't hear it anymore yeah and 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 i was stuck in a room for 4 months and i and you know i had to <clears throat> you know have these tubes in my leg and i had to it was it was painful and it was and then all of a sudden you know after 2 months in bed you you go i got 2 2 months left how do i how do i you know how yeah. do i do this and and so it just what it did was it did the greatest thing it could ever do to me it it zeroed me i had to start out i i was below zero yeah i had to crawl back up to zero and i'm really thankful for it because um i know what's important <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? now and, uh, yeah and, and and well and like you know my grandpa i love my grandpa too and uh, he always everyone gets knocked down but it's the way you get back up that's important mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. And, and and so I had a chance to like to actually find out who I who I was when I how am I going to stand up who 
you know, how will I be me? You yeah. Know? And and is there? Can you? How how would you define those things? I mean, what what was the first thing to come back? I mean, like, and how long was this darkness? Well, it was a couple of years. A couple of years. Really? It took, it took. I you know, you know. I I've never. I waited a long time for. As I said, I'm a bit of a fatalist. I feel like you need to watch for the the road signs yeah. to what to do and right. And 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 I I think I waited a long time. Like, tell me what to do. You know. Were you speaking to anyone in particular? <clears throat> no, I mean, were no, you reaching just, out for something? Uh, no, and I I mean I was kind of like don't want to you know when something tastes like shit i i don't want to say it tastes like shit taste it it's hard to share sure. that sometimes it's but god now. didn't come into into play no yeah um uh, really one of the things that really helped me was transcendental meditation because uh-huh. there's no dogma yeah there's no one's telling you anything it's not about it's not even about you yeah it's about realizing nothingness and oneness you know right. yeah uh, and and about letting things be that's a very desert thing yeah yeah, I mean, it's about being on that transition once sure, again, right? And 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 wanting to, you know, not wanting to be nothingness or oneness, but wanting to be inside that those held hands, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And um, because um, I didn't want anyone to preach at me, in, right? Including myself, right? So you when know? did the sort of like the the tears come of relevate of you know the 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 revelation? of like of who you were when did you first get like a taste of that where you're like okay i see the it path t- it took a while i mean I, I think i was really down in a hole for uh, at least a year uh-huh. where I and was kind of like were you still recuperating was you were you still or were you <clears throat> just like at home like why is daddy you know, sad the, the physical scars heal quick yeah you know? yeah it's that it's the 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 mental ones that are tougher and you and, weren't working I wasn't working on purpose. I was uh, I was going to take a year off and be a, just be with the family, and, yeah. and really they're the thing that pulled me through because you can't show that to your kids, and mm-hmm. you know you have to stand up and say, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And and then you know they go in the other room and you go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and they come back in and like, "Dad, I forgot something." You're like, "Hey." <laughs> You're, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like that, you know, that fan that they put on the side of the road with like a a character yeah. that's blowing. Like, <laughs> yeah, get, sure. get your lube done yeah, here. Yeah. But someone turns as soon as the kid leaves the room, <laughs> they the, turn it off. The generator goes off. <laughs> turn on. Hey, everybody, who wants a balloon animal? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and it took a while, and you know, you you do awful shit like feel sorry for yourself for a sec, and you realize that doesn't. That doesn't do much either. I no, think it's a it's a it's a hole. Yeah, it, it and and it really came down to the difference between waiting and going to work. The same thing, uh, or that same situation for me. You know, when you wait for something to happen, yeah, whatever happens to you is not up to you, right? And it happens to you, and and yes, now you've made yourself that victim, you know, uh-huh. and um, so you, you know, weren't you weren't projecting anything positive or negative. I was just like someone, to, you know, yeah. talking to that inner whatever, sure. saying, "Tell me what to do." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that just didn't. Nothing ever changed. I just sat there saying that over and over, and uh-huh. and then you know, um, and as I said, it's not something. It's not fun to to share it, especially at the time where you just you know, who are you going to share that with? So I kind of just disappeared for a while. You didn't share it with your wife or with anybody. <clears throat> I did with her. You know, they but, they take a, a, a yeah. <laughs> But you know, in my experience, it's like panic breeds panic, and confidence breeds confidence, and it's not you know still. Oh yeah. I so I feel like if you show too much uh, of that 
like the wolves come after you. You know what I mean? Well, I think like sometimes, where especially if you're persistent and yeah. and you and you're charismatic like you are, you know, when you when you reach for help, it's sort of this two edged thing where you're like, help me, yeah. and you're like, you can't. Yeah. And then eventually, <laughs> and then eventually they're like, you're right, I can't. Yeah, what do we? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're both fucked. Thanks for not the no help. Yeah. 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 Well, that was this record really was saying to my guys, yeah, I'm not doing that well. And I know you want to make a record, so you have to come into the fog with me. That's where we're going to start. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough request on a bunch of other people. And really, because of that process, we're tighter as a band and as friends because, you know, I was in the fog and they came in the fog with me and we came out of it. There was a lot of trust there. It's I mean, a lot of trust. And they showed up for you. Yeah. And, you know, you never know someone until everything sure. goes wrong. Right. You and, know? and and they, and they were – were you like – well, how was your emotions? I mean, was there like during the, the rickety, pro- <laughs> really but, rickety? What, what were you, what, but were you breaking down during the writing and, and, <clears throat> and um, you know, privately I was having some rough, rough moments, and then you sort of turn on that fan again and for sure. Hi, you know? When you when you say rough moments, like you know, like fighting with you know, insecurity and and just the confidence. To, yeah, I to mean, show that no, part was, of yourself. I was writing stuff and saying. You know, I wrote a song called The Vampire of Time and Memory, and I thought, who the fuck wants to hear this Very shit? uplifting song. Thank you. <laughs> it's a very American happy ending. Yeah, yeah, we're all fucked. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. The, but, I, and I, that's what I was saying, is like, this is very uplifting. Everyone's going to be really excited about this, you know? And and it was my wife, Brody, who's, I said, no one's going to hear this. And she said, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And I and I literally said, oh, that's right. doesn't matter what you want to hear. I mean, I think when you're, whether you're writing, doing comedy, doing right. music, you it's not about what other people want. It has to be right for you. It has to be real. It has to be fucking real. And it's all, it's also very hard to make that decision as a creative person, you know, when all you want is people, like you say, like, yeah, I, want, I, I want I want people, people to like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need, well, someone, you like it? Yeah. Like, it's like it my way. No. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you don't like it the way I meant it to be. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but it would be okay to be hated if someone understood you. Right. Right. Like, if you understand me and you hate me, like, that's totally cool. Oh, shit, man. You know? Sometimes when you read crit- crit- criticism of you and they nail it, you're yeah, like, I dig that shit. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Okay. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep that between us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to cop to that in public, but you kind of got me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't mind that at all. I mean, um, but that's a good song. I mean, that's a, it's a great song. I mean, these are, I mean, they may be dark. I mean, there's a lot of edges to this thing. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's not, there is there is no real happy ending to it, but yeah. but it's thoughtful and it's realistic and you know and it's honest. And it's, and that and it it becomes that's the most I can do. That and that like that's what I should be doing is I should be who I am and um I should try hard and then then it's all okay. Whatever happens is okay, you know. But I think that's what's amazing is that again when you said when you left Caius that you know that this this idea of the feminine or the vulnerable was something you were you were after yeah and it seemed that you know by no choice of your own you know you were forced to take the next evolution in that yeah i mean uh, that that's a a a direction that you go right i mean sure but it's it's a risky direction because because in in i think in the in the selfish mind and in the creative mind if you show yourself even more uh, no matter how much you think you're doing, you know you're doing it for you. If somebody doesn't like you when you're showing that, you've got to be ready. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. 
then they really don't like it. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they, they, it's for real. Yeah, they get it and they don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) But, but see, I'm okay with that because, and, and what I meant is like that, there is no destination. Yeah. You're never going to get to like that spot. It's the work is the destination. That is the location that's worth being at. And so I'm, I feel like I'm headed in a direction and I've been heading there for years, but I'm getting deeper down that road, deeper into that, that dark forest of like, where it's like, I know now more than ever that more, the more honest, vulnerable, the more real that the more I'm happy. Right. So, but, so that's not necessarily dark. I mean, it it may be mysterious. Yeah. But I mean, you know, at some point, you know, maybe in your brain, you're not going to frame it as like, you know, I'm in the fucking dark yeah well and and, and like <clears throat> it's it, it becomes actually a, this kind of to a certain degree a happy ending because um you know that all you really require is to be honest with yourself right right be true to yourself you know and and sometimes that's dark but fuck that's the way it is that's who i am yeah and and once that's out once you once I, I think you're a realist too i'm a realist that, right. that's the fucking way it is right not only yeah you know? but but that yeah that's the way it is but sometimes you know that that is um, uh, a victim of perception. Like sometimes sure. when you say that's the way it is, other people are like, "Yeah, for you." Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think right. So the next transition is: is this is who I am? Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, that's the way this yeah. is. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not it. This yeah, that's the way. <laughs> that's very Carlin. You know that 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 semantic difference. Yeah, right. You know that's important. It is. Know? It is because it's so tough to be understood in life. You get a moment of of understanding someone or being understood, and you want to hold on to it. It's such a rare moment where right. you get it you know it's, <laughs> yeah, that's it's not way. what it is it's what this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well good i'm glad we had that because it's true because yeah. then you're free to to confront things honestly like when you're living a lie or you feel like a fraud that's like a fucking prison yeah you know if you created this character that's inner voice that isn't true and you know it mm-hmm. now you're maintaining to it's the worst yeah it's the worst fucking thing ever yeah yeah it's i, don't, I think people search for it, when they do relationships with other people too they they can't be honest about what they really want and really it's their their inner character that's dating somebody else right, or something right. too yeah, you know ideal yeah it's now you're living negative you're living this fake fucking right. persona it's t- it's a lot of work yeah yeah you and know? a lot of people have to do it just to go to work yeah <laughs> it's so you it's know so tr- that's yeah. true man we're, we're we have this freedom to do that yeah and I, and I think that what's beautiful about it is that you know even in in listening to the new record i mean you're taking chances vocally you're taking chances you know stylistically that like i'd never heard you sing that intimately in a falsetto before yeah. on yeah. What two songs? Yeah, yeah. I mean that you know that's bold, man. Yeah. I mean the vocal confidence and the clarity of it on this record is different. Yeah, but I, I, you, you just said something that's really important to me is that uh, we don't have to do that that for our our job, right? And our we get better at our job when we are more honest and don't create some character and call it. Oh, that's my inner voice. It's right. you know this fake character. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And and so it feels like an obligation. What I've learned is that. The obligation is to 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 be that way, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and 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 just as much for the people that can't or won't, right? You know, right? As anything else, oh, you know, definitely. You know, there's you know to make people feel less alone in the world is is a profound and important thing if and, you can do it, and 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 has such it it it, it is so profound and important that. 
you start saying, God, they should make buildings look cooler. They should make music sound better. They should make the comedy funnier. And the only way to do that is to go all in and risk it all. Sure. Sure, for yourself. Because there's no general way to do that because that's what big business does. Yeah. It's like, can you make something that the most possible people will like? Just make it catchy. It can be disposable. And then if you could do it again, that would be great. (laughs) Over and over again. Yeah, just make it a different color and do it again. (laughs) Well, did you, were you up against that? Because this is on an indie label, right? The new one? Yeah. Yeah. And you were kind of stuck in the machine for a while? I was. And I've had to deal with that forever. And what 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 I like about the business now is that you have to be yourself or you're never gonna go anywhere, you know what I mean? Um, and I got a chance to, once I was free of, you know, um, being on a ma- in that major label cha- system, mm-hmm. I got a chance to put my money where my mouth was and go to Matador and Beggar's Banquet, which, you know, at the end of the day, they're all record labels. Right, sure. But, but it's, it's, but at the end of the day, in a good way, they're all record labels too. It's, it's whatever <laughs> right. you make of it. They're a little more supportive, I think. Well, those people that work there could have worked at, <laughs> At Sony right. too, but they chose to go where the where the music was and the passion yeah. was, and that and and really, they don't have the same bottom line as Sony. yeah. And and honestly, it's been such a great experience. They're like, "What can we do that's really cool? What do you think?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what? Where, or I was like, "Are we supposed to fight here first? <laughs> yeah, I'm dressed in a in a unitard, ready to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't have brought this stuff. Honestly, I shouldn't aren't have. you going to give me your stupid ideas <laughs> yeah. of what I should be doing? When does yeah, that start? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it's really been the opposite. Where you're, God, I hate to say it, but you're on the same fucking team. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's Ooh. what collaboration is about, right? <laughs> no. But um. And because in a way, it's like everyone needs a common enemy. It's almost like I'm so used to like the suits. fighting against the man or the adults, yeah. as we call them. Sure. You know? Yeah, no, that people have that in their brain. But now it's what the one fortunate thing about that whole business and all media and entertainment business is just being shattered by access. Yeah. People's ability to access is now yeah. all those people that were once, we know what's best. They're like, oh, we don't really, they yeah. don't say it, but we have no idea. They're like, shit, we never knew. <laughs> <laughs> We just, yeah. you thought we knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but, but but that's what's great, too, is now you don't have to spend any time and energy on that fight. Yeah. I mean, you're a shining example of that. Yeah. You know, what started just out of love and to do something that you're passionate about is fucking awesome and is, is, has really... Uh, cut itself you know yeah. cut the trees away and made this road you know yeah it's great and nothing feels better than that <clears throat> yeah it's, I mean I, it's I, yours and honestly you know? I don't know if you're feeling the same thing but, but uh, you had a tremendous amount of success previous to this moment in your career and life but uh, but to really feel like you have ownership of what you put out in the world almost yeah. exclusively yeah uh, is it, it almost feels like you have finally arrived at yourself yeah yeah, here I are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Act two. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Where you finally get to sort of restart with the experience and knowledge of everything that came before, you know? Pure. Yeah, just pure, un- uncut, yes. 98%. <laughs> this is 98% yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm really trying to get Boy, my yeah. purity levels high. But yeah, it seems pretty you know? good. You had a good lab on this, uh, yes. on this last record. <laughs> <laughs> and they pulled me back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's great, yeah. man. And, and uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I am proud of you, too, thank actually. You. It's nice yeah. to see you, John. Yeah, nice to see you. That's it. That's the show, my friends. Fucking solid dude. What a great time I had talking to him. Hope you enjoyed that. Go pick up that that new record, Like Clockwork, if you haven't. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Listen to it ten times. Do not pass judgment until you've listened to it ten times. 
this Sunday, October 13th at uh, the Ice House. Me and Dean Del Rey will be doing the thing. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTFPod needs. Get the app. Folks, in the next few months, certainly by the beginning of next year, we're going to be uh, adding a lot more premium content for, for premium app holders. Get that free app. Go to your favorite app store and get the WTF app. And uh, for a few bucks, you can upgrade to, upgrade to premium and stream uh, all of the content. All of it. That's 400 plus. Get that app. Go to WTFPod.com. Check out the merch. We're going to get more of those special uh, hand-thrown mugs for you soon. Some new shirts coming soon. A lot of things happening. Be grateful. Yeah, who's that? Toby. Hold on, I gotta let I gotta let you in. I'm recording. What's a hey, come on, man? Let me I'm almost done. I'll be right there. I'm finishing up. Toby Huss is here. We gotta do something. Boomer lives!